Hey, farm to tablers. Um, as I mentioned in the last intro to the last episode, um, just been struggling with audio stuff. So I think I got this one a little bit better. Um, and <laughs> hopefully it's listenable. Um, thanks for bearing with us. Um, just a, a heads up. We're back in the saddle trying to make podcasts. So um yeah look forward to more we have uh an idea of doing some red scripture um and thoughts on that um so yeah hopefully that'll come into uh existence in the near future and um yeah harvest on enjoy Can you lead me here or yeah. ask me some questions? So you were sharing on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's been a lot going on with you. Um, like with Kristen asking you to, to help her with the podcast, mm-hmm. right? So that stirred up stuff can you share like what she asked you to do and how it was related to the rest of the stuff that's been going on with you um only if you stop playing with that mug i stopped okay i'm sorry (laughs) um yeah so yaso yaso i am who Big summer blowout. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's the only part from the Frozen movie that either of us enjoy. Yep. Whoops. Um <laughs> also the Frozen movie. I think it's just called Frozen. Hmm. Okay. I have ADHD and Gasp. Uh, I am in a group coaching program called Focused, and Kristen Carter is the lady that created it and um, is the main person providing content and courses and teaching and coaching through it. So in our group on Slack the other day, she asked if um, anyone could, or not anyone, like whoever was willing that was a person of color um if they would want to come on her podcast and share some of their experience um of being a person of color with ADHD because I think with a lot of mental health things especially in America it's usually like white people (laughs) and it's not really explored um just other races and ethnicities like what what mental health looks like in those and I think it's easy for yeah I'm not gonna say anything more about it um so I commented like yeah I'd be down like whatever (laughs) if you don't know me I am Ecuadorian and white so my dad moved here from Ecuador when he was five and my mom was born in Michigan. 
and <laughs> um so i look i have like i don't know medium brown skin <laughs> and very dark brown hair which some people like to call black but it's not they're just wrong they're wrong <laughs> and um my maiden name is Gabriella Benalcazer, so there are several things that um, are immediate um, factors that stand out. Yeah, like out. when I first saw your name, I thought it was Benalcazar. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to, and then if the emphasis is on the... Something Benalca else. Benalcazar. <laughs> yeah, there's an accent over the A after the C. If you say it fancily in Spanish, which I don't, which is part of, wow, this whole long intro. So. Yeah, I, so I mean, like, that was, like, what was the discomfort? Because, like, when she asked you, you were willing to do it, but then, mm -hmm. like, that brought up a lot of, like, wait a second, like... What am I? Am I a person of color? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, Kristen, you know, just emailed me a couple questions that she wanted to hear back from me on so that she kind of had some context before we started. And one of her questions was, um, like, is there anything that I could hear from you that would help? That like would, that me knowing would like help make you more comfortable as we have this conversation. And what my response to her was ended up being essentially like our whole podcast conversation because my response mm -hmm. was, I think I would feel much more comfortable having you know that like I don't feel culturally like Ecuadorian like. Yes, I am Ecuadorian, but um, essentially I was, like, kind of fearful and wanting to avoid any questions from her of, like, so, like, I don't know, tell me about your family's culture, like, what, you know, like, anything that would kind of show, like, that I was, like, uh, uh, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't speak Spanish, I don't <laughs> really, like, have a ton of traditions or anything culturally Ecuadorian that, like, I like love or like enjoy or am passionate about like I just am like I'm Ecuadorian like I don't know so I told her that and I ended up explaining a lot more because as I started responding to that one question I started seeing like oh my there's like a lot of like just fear and discomfort around my identity here hmm. and the last, probably the last year, starting with being diagnosed with ADHD and continuing through coaching and then hugely this week, this week has been crazy. Like, I, I just feel like Jesus has kept inviting me into like seeing all the narratives I have. Believe about yourself. That I believe about myself. And, um, so a huge one the last year that I've kind of been like dipping my toe in and then like pulling back out is like, I'm annoying. Like I'll kind of like wade into that a little bit with Jesus and then like run away. And 
<laughs> just try to avoid it and shove it down. What's and... the hesitation there or what has been? Um, It's just been like, that's a fact. And so then I'm like, okay, like I want to look into <laughs> if that actually is a fact. But then I think my brain immediately was like, no, it is a fact. And it's the worst. Like, let's not pay attention to it. Like, let's try to avoid um everything that it means because it is a fact. Does that make sense? Yeah. And how has your loving husband helped you deal with that fact? Quote unquote fact. <laughs> um he says everyone's annoying. <laughs> What's the big deal? <laughs> it's funny because on the last podcast we were discussing who is more uh compassionate. <laughs> so I struggle sometimes too. But it was funny because I, I had a realization, like, if I just change the word annoying for, like, dumb or stupid, like, everyone's dumb sometimes. <laughs> but that's but your big. That's my big, yeah. I don't want to be dumb. So I just won't say anything. Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't want to be annoying, so I won't do anything or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because the race thing sort of helped reveal the annoying thing even more like yeah i think it just helped bring to the surface like so many factors that i not factors so many narratives that i just like cling to as fact and a lot of those narratives circle around like my jumbled <laughs> and I was gonna say my jumbled identity and hmm. I one of the biggest narratives is like that jumbled identity is wrong like I need to know <laughs> or I need to have a streamlined like single answer this is who I am this is what I am and I don't, and I've always, like, shamed myself for that, like, and I've always had the narrative of, like, I don't fit fully in just, like, general white culture, I don't fit fully in Ecuadorian culture, like, at all, like, I don't fit anywhere, and that's wrong, and there's something in me that, like, is, um, like, broken because i can't figure out or i can't like kind of settle in in either space so like all of those narratives like it all was just like yeah like i'm there's just something wrong with me that i don't that i can't like figure it out and like right settle into one or the other right so it's it's almost like like you have an identity that is comprised of these different just sort of a hodgepodge of mm -hmm. components that components that might not be a great word but <laughs> <laughs> plug and play <laughs> um that that sort of has convinced you that you don't fit right anywhere mm -hmm. and not fitting is like very wrong shameful yeah uh, yeah not even wrong but just like something to be ashamed of uh-huh and 
Yeah, and that and that's how I started responding to that one question from Kristen in shame and in like, uh, like please just don't ask me anything about like specifics on like Ecuadorian culture because yeah, like I don't right. know, yeah, and I'm ashamed that I don't know, and um, which is funny because like I just am like when I first started to get your know to know your family, like. Well, and I think that was, like, when Nestor and Yolanda were around. Mm. Like, getting married, getting to know each other, getting married. Like, that whole, like, that seemed to be sort of during those interactions with your family. Like, they mm -hmm. also were there maybe two or three times. But I would only see them twice a year, you know, mm -hmm. like summer and winter. And so it just was funny to me because I was like, it's like, what do you mean... <laughs> Like we're roasting a pig <laughs> in a box. <laughs> and so, um, and then like the chicharrones and like the um, Papa Bee's uh, pancakes and, you know, just like all this stuff where it's like, yeah, I mean, like my family has some stuff like that too from like Sweden or Norway, but like it's not, I feel like it's it's much more abstracted from like what I was seeing was more of a consistent, like, thing for you Ecuadorian guys. Ecuadorian culture. Yeah. Presence. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think, like, that, <clears throat> like, I don't know. Yeah, I, so, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, the last year has been a huge, slow, deep, <laughs> long process of, Jesus just continuing to kind of like peel back parts of my heart and mm. shining light on things and like inviting me to wade in or not. And a lot of times I haven't, but it's still like he's exposed those things and then has given me the opportunity to choose to do <laughs> what I want with them. Right. And um, the root of most of it is just like, the discomfort with myself and the inability to to just be me and not have any drama and shame <laughs> around that yeah and I, there's no way really to explain how deep that is like i can say that like even around the people that I'm closest with, like, there's a constant um, voice in my head of, like, don't be annoying, don't be too loud, don't say that, that's dumb, don't, like, if you're, like, I don't know, it's just, like, so, like, I could tell you that, like, that voice is always there, but they're, like, yeah, there's no way to like communicate like, well, and it, like how pervasive it is. Right. <clears throat> and like as a coach, like this is something that you are helping people work through, right? Mm -hmm. But it's more than just like we'll just like get over it. Right. You say that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh like you're actually trying to uproot the shame or sort of nip it in the bud. Yeah. Or, like sort of stifle the source of it because it, i feel like it's always going to be there right and like that's part of our mortality mm -hmm. yeah so i think right now so much of 
<clears throat> like the waiting in with Jesus looks like the Holy Spirit helping me to be aware and see like, hey, you're feeling shame. And then me kind of pausing and being like, okay, yeah. Okay, what is actually true? It's the true? worst because I just want to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> because ignoring it is feels like it will feel better because no one wants to feel shame so like just want to shove it down and that's like that's what the hard work is is wading into it rather than just shoving it away because i can shove it away and you know forget about it long enough in order to be like oh it's like fine but that's what i was telling Kristen, like choosing to start my own coaching business And choosing to use Instagram as my main platform to like share content with people and, um, and just be a place where I can connect with people who want coaching, like showing up in that space every day has made it very difficult to shove down the shame for any like significant length of time. So, yeah, so I think, like, I'm just seeing, I, like, I'm getting so much more context and understanding and explanation for all of this, like, discomfort and shame that I live in daily. And, yeah, like you said, like, it's it's so hard. And it it is, like, do I want to wait in here with Jesus or not? Right. And a lot of times I don't want to, so I don't. Yeah. But he doesn't stop asking, you know, and I'm like, okay. But he doesn't force us to. I think that's, like, a huge thing. Yeah. Well, and I, like, I think that's where it seems to me, like, community is, is so helpful. Like, we were having that conversation last night, like, with me. What am I doing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? And you saying, like, I believe in you. I don't exactly remember what you said, but, like. I didn't say that. Oh, awkward. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but, like, I mean, essentially it was just, like, but but then, so, like, it's funny because you've said to me multiple times, like, it doesn't matter what I say to you if you don't believe it already. Mm -hmm. and like that's where i think like the individual work comes in is like we have to like begin to believe it and that's hard like there's a lot of friction there for me Mm -hmm. like believing that i'm incompetent or that i'm going to fail or whatever like that's always a a nagging thing and again like i think that's just part of our humanity Mm -hmm. brokenness but then like that's where i think the community aspect is so helpful is that it comes in to like um really provides support and scaffolding for those beliefs to be built up like and to encourage that to continue and to reinforce those those thoughts that are true and good and pure about mm-hmm. ourselves. Would you agree? I don't know if this. Can you riff off that? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, 
Yeah, I would say what? My bad. <laughs> oh. I would say I feel like the role of community in that space is kind of twofold. Like before I believe anything that Jesus says is true, community is able to just be another part of Jesus, like yeah. invitation to consider him. Like the body of Christ, the mouth like, of Christ. I don't believe Jesus at all. But here are lots of people pointing me to him. But I don't believe him yet. And not even like salvation. I just mean like this can be Gabby with any truth. Mm -hmm. um, I said Gabby. I don't like calling myself Gabby. Gabriella. I like myself Gabrielle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think with anything that he starts inviting us into it's like we can start hearing truth and it's like a lot of opportunities to start considering him but hearing the truth if i'm not already choosing to believe him like again like those are just opportunities to choose to believe him right and then once i start choosing to believe him that community is able to continue then really like being part of that scaffolding like i don't think the scaffolding starts until i choose to believe but it's it's like throwing <laughs> pieces to me like you want this right. <laughs> you want to start building right. and i'm like nope, well, in nope, some nope. cases like it's providing pieces that we didn't know were possible like thoughts that we hadn't thought of mm -hmm. that like sometimes i feel like those thoughts need to come from outside of ourselves because just inside our own head like we're not always we're so gonna... convinced of ourselves exactly we're not gonna yeah. consider anything else right yeah like that's that seems to be me a lot of the time mm -hmm. i just get stuck on something and i'm really stuck so having somebody else like an outside input to just like hey in, this is a this is this an is, option yeah this yeah. is an option you are you can think differently beyond like what you're thinking mm -hmm. and i feel like i sort of did you have more to say there um no I, I yes i think just that like people humans are such a gift mm. and like yeah i think what henry and i are learning so much of is that we can't control each other like each of us have totally god-given choice over our own actions and not choice over <laughs> other people's actions and though that is true like it is such a gift to be able to like i said yeah just be that that waiting in person with others and starting to like offer things to them that are similar to things that jesus says is true and then like with henry last night what he was talking about is like that he's like failing and well it was like how do i know when this is for sure a failure <laughs> yeah because i'm already sort of believing that it's a failure my career change <laughs> so i don't know do you want me to share more were you gonna say more i was gonna say Go. like i the last six months have been telling him like you're learning stuff you're you know 
doing awesome. Like, this is crazy. You're like doing what you set out to do and like, it's awesome. But he did not believe me. So like, it didn't mean anything to him. But in the last, I don't know, maybe two months or so, he's really started to believe like, I am okay. Like, whether I'm learning things or not, like, I am okay. And Jesus like loves me. And so last night, he was in a space where he was like, I'm not okay. And I just said to him, like, you're okay. Like, and he was like, that's really helpful to hear. And I was like, right. Because you are starting to believe it. So like me saying it to you is like providing that scaffolding. But like six months ago when I would say it, it didn't mean anything to you because you did not believe it was true at all. So that's just where I think people are a gift in like, as we're starting to draw near to Jesus and choosing to turn to him and consider him, it's like that many more opportunities to be reminded and to just, yeah, hear truth outside of our own brain. Yeah. So I feel like I sort of sidetracked the original conversation. Was there anything else that you had to say from that stuff and I know this is all connected but like we started with like the race and then it went to the annoying and then the race stuff kind of revealed the annoyingness and you being uncomfortable with yourself was there more there so yeah I think just like Kristen and I emailed back and forth a couple times like kind of me processing through this new added layer of like annoying and awkward and uncomfortable with myself in terms of race and ADHD that I hadn't really considered before. Like this last year, like I said, I feel like that I'm annoying thread has been something Jesus has repeatedly like exposed and offered me to wade into. But this week was just so huge in helping me to see, like, I think so much of my narrative of, like, I'm not okay has been rooted in the physical and, like, audible and um, even, yeah, just, like, cultural, <laughs> like, ways that I... Um, do not fit in like just white culture or just Ecuadorian culture. And so a lot of my narratives about like, you're not okay, you don't fit here, you're not, um, <laughs> you're not like you're supposed to be and you're annoying. Like all of that is tied together and so some of the things that I identified as really being, like, so shameful for myself um, was, so, like, again, I'm half white and half Ecuadorian. I don't speak Spanish fluently. I don't have an accent. My first and last, or my now middle name, my maiden name, like, Gabriela. Donald Causer, like that's how I say it. 
and it can be said in Spanish with an accent, like very beautifully, but I have never said it like that and my tongue kind of gets like freaked out <laughs> if like I try to and I've been ashamed of all of that like I should be able to say it like in Spanish and I should be able to um whatever but then on the other hand in terms of like not fitting in white culture like I have felt like <laughs> like my name is only spelled with one L whereas like usually well, and it's pronounced differently. Like, usually Gabriella in English is spelled with two L's, and it's Gabriella versus Gabriella, and nobody ever knows how to pronounce it, but I'll cause her. <laughs> and so it's just like, though I can't say my names in Spanish, like, properly, they also stand out in English. And so that's just the narrative I've always told myself. It's pretty much, like... The story of my name is the story of my life. Like, <laughs> I don't fit in either. I can't do either well, correctly. And you also said, like, people would just start calling you Gabby because Gabriella or Gabriella is too long. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And, like, because I felt, like, about my name anyway. Like, I never felt comfortable enough to say, like, no, like, could you call me Gabriella? Even though, like, I hate Gabby. And, like, when I tell people that, <laughs> they're, like, what you do and like why don't you tell people to call you Gabriella and I'm always like I don't because I don't know like and be it's because of all this because I feel so much shame like it's just the discomfort yeah like it. it's not something that I would ever like stand up for because I feel like so twisted up about it yeah in myself right so so much of this week has just been like identifying so many of those things I have the Benel Causer knows I have brown skin. I have a very white American, North American uh, tone, accent, whatever. <laughs> and last name? Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Spanish fluently. I have a family that has Ecuadorian culture in it and is never going to just be like your normal American, like, I don't know family and none of that means anything and all of those things are just facts so that was crazy freeing <laughs> and it's like i think maybe a lot of people are like well duh like what's like why did you think there was anything wrong and i don't i don't know that's just what i thought and then i think moving beyond that like once i started noticing like for me like very <laughs> Truly, um, the name narrative, I feel like just really sums up my mindset with my day-to-day -day experience. I don't fit in either space. Um, and that, Jesus was just showing me this week, like, bleeds out into my personality. Right. Which gets into like the ADHD stuff. Yeah. I'm too loud, like at in school and in class, but then so I like would try to like squash that, like try to try to rein myself in like a yeah. lot. And then when I was like with my family, my dad's side of the family, like they are all so fun, like so fun loving, so spirited and like love dancing and love just like 
enjoying each other and enjoying time together. So being loud and having fun there, totally acceptable. But I like suppressed myself so much and was so ashamed of like when I would be too loud at school or around friends or would say stupid things or would whatever that I like reined that in so much so that when I was with my family, I never danced. I hated dancing. Mama B would always try to get me to dance and I wouldn't. And like, I just felt so stuffy around them because I had like for so long practiced like keeping it. Don't be like that, you know, not like them, but just like in my head, what I, the narrative I had written for myself of like too loud and too over the top. And yeah, I just, it's interesting to me that like in your head that got attributed to the race stuff. And then like in the last year and a half or whatever, like discovering the ADHD and now you're able to sort of redirect that. You should be like, oh, maybe it's not necessarily because like my skin is brown or like my culture is loud. I don't know if I want this to be in the podcast. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Because I don't, I don't think I necessarily associated it with my family. Because when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't know that I was like stuffing it down. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. And even like I think when I, sorry, this is not. That's fine. When I was first like volunteered with Kristen. I kind of painted it in that light of like my family's Hispanic and ADHD. So maybe that in that first email too, I like wrote about like, you know, like Hispanic panic, but how much of that is just ADHD. But I think the more I've thought about it, the more it's just been like, I I didn't know that I wasn't comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's not necessarily that I even thought, like, I don't know. I My brain's a little fun. Okay. So, yeah, I think I just am, like, learning so much about, like, like, literally, physically, audibly, like, visually, who is Gabriella Bonalcazer Taylor? Like, how does she show up in the world simply because of, like, that's just how she shows up? Mm -hmm. She shows up without an accent, with brown skin, (laughs) with, you know a propensity to get very excited and loud <laughs> about things. Um, currently, she shows up very uncomfortable with herself and is learning to not make that a problem. Just be like, okay, I feel uncomfortable with myself right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. Let's keep showing up, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
I just think like a lot of the things from ADHD too that set me apart that I tried to stifle I'm just learning to accept like it's okay if I'm those things because I think I, I saw that last year that was part of what helped explain a lot of things for me and once I like started getting treated and was on meds like I think that I because for so long I like tried to suppress like what now I see as like a lot of like ADHD tendencies in myself the meds helped with that a lot and I was like oh okay this is so nice like I don't have to like strong arm myself to like not say and do and be like all these things and I was telling you last night or yesterday like I think now part of my journey is like knowing that all of those things are okay and the ones that I like don't want as much or like want to grow in how I I don't think I can grow out of but just grow in how I handle them Hmm. like that's totally okay but also the things that like before I was ashamed of like again like being loud being talkative saying things that are like not filtered or like I don't know even I don't know just like saying things that then everyone else kind of looks around and is like uh why did she just say that or you know like whatever <laughs> like, you know what people are thinking yeah <laughs> um so all of those kinds of things knowing like none of those I don't have to be ashamed of any of those yeah and I don't have to like suppress those and hide those. So even though with meds, I can more easily see how I show up and choose like what I want to do. Like I, I don't have to choose to not do those things now. Whereas I think this last year, I still was choosing to suppress a lot of those things. Um, And now I'm becoming just more okay with like being me. Well, like this week was there were just a few times where you said like i don't know there were a few times where you came up to me and you were like borderline ecstatic (laughs) and that was super cool like can you share one of those do you remember those instances like what was happening that like made you excited if you can remember it's just so funny because this is part of (laughs) growing is like snippets of change and then back in the like the norm and it feeling terrible and (laughs) me choosing to show up anyway and so right now i feel back in the norm i feel uncomfortable with myself and and so it's like even remembering those times right now my brain's like those didn't even happen (laughs) you don't even know what that feels like and if you share them you're going to die yeah (laughs) um so let me think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know after I came off of the podcast with Kristen, I was just like, I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about what I say. I don't have to worry about, like, if I snort while I'm laughing. I don't have to worry about... Um, if I've rambled and then we both were kind of like, why, where did we start? Yeah. I don't have to worry about 
confusing people or saying things that maybe like sounded one way in my head and sounded totally different coming out of my mouth like well and then like on top of that like if you do worry about it that's okay too (laughs) i'm okay (laughs) yep and learning that the world is gonna continue (laughs) and that you know people can react how they react to that and it doesn't mean i need to be ashamed because they react one way or another yep yeah crazy mm-hmm. and there's just so much freedom in that so and i feel like freedom. that's what the like the ecstasy was was yeah. it was light the lightness of spirit like yeah a weight had sort of been removed yeah so is there more you got more keep it coming I think I'm just like so thankful. Yeah. Like so thankful that I'm choosing to wade in with Jesus. So thankful that he does not stop (laughs) providing opportunities for me to respond to him. Even when I ignore him Mm. a lot. And thankful for you and other people in my life that are reminders of his love and him and what he says is real. You're so annoying. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it is just funny. Like the things that we latch onto as individuals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, are we transitioning to you? I, I don't know. Segway. We're transitioning to the general oh. humanity. Okay. But like, as an example, me. For example. <laughs> For example. Henry Taylor. As a human. <laughs> a general human, specifically named him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, just it's just funny like how, like, how those things get. Stuck in us. Yeah, like a splinter that gets under the skin and it's just under the skin and it's always annoying mm-hmm. when you when you hit on it. And And it takes a long time to come out. Yeah. And then you just probably will get another splinter. Yeah. Which that doesn't have to be like hopeless. That's just like being human. Right. And knowing like Jesus is in that with us and like constantly there with his love and yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's where I'm just, I'm like to bring it all full circle. (laughs) Like that is where the, to me, like, yeah, the body of Christ, the community of believers acting in his stead, the physical manifestation of his calling us out, you know, it is so cool. Um, I just saw that our friends got the house that they wanted. hey That's so exciting. Yeah. 
I saw it too, but I figured I should. I was wondering the if that's what you were looking at over there. <laughs> yeah. I was trying not to get distracted from what I was saying because you were looking at something. Else oh, like... I was also taking notes. Um, oh, fancy. So, like, yeah, because I'm like the content director and stuff. So I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, it's all for now. Question mark. We'll we'll dig into Henry Taylor at a later at a later time time because he's amazing. Oh, thank you. I don't believe you. I know, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> I know the truth. All right. Well, it's been it's been good out here harvesting, mm-hmm. uh, eating the harvest. What do we do? Bringing it to the table. Bring it to the table. It's a real table here we got. It's true. I love you. I see your table here. Love you too. I'm not going to include that in the podcast. Makes me a little sad. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. See you.